It's happening. Hello. Hello, Babylonians. We have missed you. It's been a week. It's been it's been a week. I mean, it's always a week. It's, it's always a week. It's so funny. <laughs> you know what? Like, okay, so I listen. Obviously, I listen to Morbid, and I've talked about them a lot. And they're a big reason I love podcasting. And a lot of people are like, "Sorry if I sound like I smoke three packs a day, guys." Because um, I went out to I went out to a bar, but I obviously am not drinking. I'm the designated driver for the next six months, probably longer than that, because I plan on breastfeeding my child. And if you don't like the word breastfeeding, you're Get out of here. Anyways. <clears throat> Titty liquor. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, no, I, I'm going out because, obviously, my son goes with his dad, and we have a really good relationship and stuff, and I want to go out while I can because that's going to be few and far between come August. So, whoa, what is happening here? Okay. Okay. No, Here's nothing. real reason for the voice. So, I was at the bar, and so I sing. I don't know if anybody knows that. I haven't sang. I mean, we sing our words a lot, but like, no, I actually like to sing. I've tried to sing several times on different platforms, like trying out for The Voice, American Idol, and America's Got Talent. I think I've mentioned it before, probably a lot, and probably will again, but whatever. But also, I was at a bar. There was like probably, and I know COVID is a thing now, <laughs> and if you're gonna get mad that I was in a bar and there was a lot of fucking people and most of us Things weren't are wearing, open in Kansas, so it's yeah. Different here. So yeah, our mandate just got lifted. Um, people are getting vaccines and whatnot, and some it's working for them, some it's not. It's kind of scary because I've seen I Am Legend. But anyways, um, so yeah, I was in a bar and there was a lot of people in there, and you have to be kind of loud to be able to talk to your friends. So, that's why I sound like a little bit froggy today, and I said that because Shauna's wearing a cute frog hat, which you'll see on all our social media, because she loves frogs. So, if we ever start getting, like, fan mail or people want to send us presents, send Shauna any and all frog things, because she loves frogs. Okay, now here's the real reason why her voice sounds like this. <clears throat> so, we went and got her hair done the other day, and she looks sexy as fuck. So she's like, I need this sultry voice. And that's super. So she's and it, like, call me Scarlett Joe. Oh my God, it's so funny because I just watched a movie with her today and that's all I could think about was her voice. I'm like, oh my God, maybe I can emulate my inner Scarlett Johansson even though she, that is, I don't care what anyone says, she is one of the most beautiful humans on this earth. Yes. And 10 out of 10 would. And that voice. Uh, so that's what my sister's doing, guys. Don't let her hear I'm just. I'm now Scarlett Johansson. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Episode 40 coming in hot. Hey-ho! So, speaking of 40, speaking of what we oh, got. We have, guys, 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 we're in 40 countries. We're in 40 countries. We added Switzerland and the Ukraine. Hey-ho! So hello to our new country, international friends. Um, hello, Swedes and Ukes. Yes! <laughs> So I actually have a cool story. I'll make it really brief because our intros, we always babble because that's what we do here. Yeah. And, but anyways, um, when I was in sixth grade, we used, uh, okay, Nicole, hold on. It's fine. When I was in sixth grade, we did the Operation Christmas Child boxes and I sent one off and we would always include like a letter, a post or a, yeah, a letter and with a, our address on it and then a stamp on it so they could, if they wanted to write us back, we could. I got a response back and it was from a girl in Kiev, Ukraine, and I thought it was it was crazy. She sent a picture of herself in front of her Christmas tree. I still have her picture. Aww. And I <laughs> I am a terrible letter writer and I never wrote her back, but we reached out to my mom actually reached out to the University of Kansas because they had a professor there who spoke and could translate the letter for her because she obviously wrote it in Ukrainian and it was so crazy cool and so um if that's you Hi. Hey. <laughs> hey there. <laughs> Sorry I never wrote you back. Hi. Um, <laughs> here I am now in your ear holes. But yeah, but I, I, I looked up where it's at because I can see the countries mm -hmm. and I can, I don't, I don't, ah, I can't see the cities that they're, no, maybe it is. I don't know. It was Kiev City in the Ukraine and I just got really excited because it popped up today and we're recording on a Monday because I wanted to watch the Super Bowl. So, which was, we're not going to talk about that here because it just made me very upset. Yeah, I could give. I some of the commercials, <laughs> some of those commercials, though, oh my god! And I mean, on top of pregnancy hormones, 
Some of them were so sweet and sentimental and cute and emotional. I, saw there was, I heard there's a Dexcom commercial for diabetics. Yeah. I was like, well, that's neato torpedo. Then there was, there was a Wayne's World one with Cardi B. And they all end up in dresses at one point. And it's it's actually Mike Myers and Dana uh, Carvey? Shit. Dana something. Yes. I hear someone. I yeah, he's coming down the stairs. Oh. Ew. It's my nephew, Ethan. Oh, he's got laundry to do. Gross. Hi, Ethan. That's my nephew. He's my favorite. He's not gross. He's wired Okay, so next order of business. Um, before we get into this episode and what you're actually here to listen for. So we've um, talked a thousand times about her, and we're going to talk about her a thousand times more. Our friend Mandy. Of Hi, Mandy. Wa- of Man... Oh, Mandy. Mandling. Not Wildling anymore. <laughs> Wildling Wonders Art. Okay, um, she is actually a big reason our podcast continued. She uh, helped us get some, pay for some of our equipment. So we are forever indebted to her and her art. Just um, even though it's, it's dark and scary, it brings my dead heart joy. It's, no, it's just it's, it's so good and breath. Her and her and her her man's dystopian. Just their art. Just oh guys, we've uh, I'm gonna link their stuff as I always do. But Mandy has been nominated. For four different small business awards. Four. In Canada, which where she is, and Canada is our um, second biggest uh, following. So, hello, all my Canadian homies. Now they're gone, but that's fine. Um, (laughs) I'm not going to do any traditional, like, cliche, stupid accents, because I will not. But, um, but yes, um, it's a spot. The website, I'm going to link it to. It's. Uh, just her wildling, wildling, I always say it wrong, Wonders Art, smallbusinessbc.ca. So it's wildling, W-I-L-D-L-I-N-G. Wonders Art, Small Business um, BC Awards. So I'll have that link in our go uh, episode. Vote. So go. Please vote. I don't know how long voting is going on. Woman. Yeah, I don't know how long voting is going on for. I already voted today. All you, <coughs> all you have to do is provide an email and... That's it. So make sure you go show our wildling some love. Um, yeah. yeah, and go follow her page. Like she's just and she's just. Uh, okay, I'm fine. There's so many things that are going on in the next 24 hours in my life, and um, <laughs> so my head is kind of a mess. But um, yeah, she's she's amazing. She's talented. She's a single mommy, and she's doing her thing. This is what she wants. And her to kids do. are the cutest. And, and she talks a lot about mental health. Skills. Yes. And, I, she just doesn't sugarcoat shit. And I She's fucking a wonderful human being. We need more people like this on this planet. And I'm glad that you guys have met each other. And you brought and us all yeah. together. Like, yes. we love her so Indeed. much. Indeed. Mandy, we're voting for you. And we're going to get others to do this. I don't thing. know if you can do like a daily vote or whatever, which I'm going to go try. I'll yes. try again tomorrow. I already voted today. But yes, go show her some freaking love because she absolutely deserves it. 100%. I'm drinking uh, Dr. Pepper. Not cream soda. Um, <laughs> I those haven't been tasting good this pregnancy because my taste buds are changing and it's kind of heartbreaking. She got me a diet cherry limeade. I'm yeah, I did. Super spoiled. Sonic sponsor <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah. Cheddar bites for days. <laughs> so now, okay. So I was very hesitant. I actually wanted to do this story a couple of weeks ago, but the morbid gals that I absolutely, pretty much love and worship, they actually covered him, but. Um, so I don't want people to think, oh my god, you're a copycat. Well, no. There's tons of people who cover several stories over and over and over again because these stories need to be told. Mm-hmm. And as I was listening to them, I'm like, their research sounds exactly similar to what my notes were. So this is the weepy voice killer, um, Paul Michael Stephanie. That's his name. Okay. And this was requested to us by a different Mandy. Mandy. Hello, different Mandy. Different Mandy. Mandy R. And she messaged me on Instagram. She found a video on TikTok. And I love TikTok. I have an unhealthy addiction to it. And it's great. And it's, I just, I waste a lot of time on there when I'm trying to fall asleep. But, um, yeah. So Mandy reached out to us on Instagram. And I really just, I keep getting just more and more excited. Because all the cases we have lined up have all been requests. So, Yay. it's been... Thank you. Thank you for liking us. Mm-hmm. Give us those one stars. It matters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Just keep reaching out and letting us know what you want to hear, for sure. Yes. So, because you did, we're going on with this weepy-sounding human being. Yeah, yeah, human 
bowl of feces. Okay. Um, yes. So, Paul, I, I think it's Stephanie. Stephanie? Stephanie? Stephanie. I don't know. We'll just call him Paul. He was born on September 8th, 1944 in Austin, Minnesota. Okay. Minnesota. Sorry. <laughs> All my is from the north. Not, I don't know if it, we, I think we have some family in Minnesota. I don't really know. But Minnesota. <laughs> we have listeners there. Hello. We're still, I'm still coming for all 50 states. We're still those four short. So whatever. Um, on to the next. He was one of 10 children in a highly religious family. And I'm like, I'm sitting here <laughs> pregnant with my second child. And I'm like, yeah, this is it. Boy or girl, doesn't matter. This is it. <laughs> 10 kids. R.I.P. his mom's vagina. Mm -hmm. So anyways, um, there wasn't a whole lot about his youth, but the, this is just the little bits that I could find. Um, it was said he lived on a five-acre plot with his mother, stepfather, and siblings. Um, he did have, his bio dad was in the picture until he was three, and then his mother ended up remarrying when he was three years old, and he claimed to, there was claims to have said his stepfather was super abusive, if the children would get in his way, he would smack them on the head and send them flying down the stairs. Um, Paul once reported. Yeah. So that was just, so that's kind of shapes out his upbringing a little bit. Um, he I'm was, sorry, there's 10 children? How could they not be in your way? Yeah. They're everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I feel like houses weren't like super large in 1944. So, like, no, thank you. So he graduated high school and moved to Minneapolis-St. Paul area and floated between jobs. He ended up going on to marry a lady named Beverly Leiter, I think, and um, they ended up having a daughter. Uh, he eventually divorced her and he completely abandoned her and his daughter. And it was, <clears throat> it was said he had a history of mental illness and at one point he was um, convicted of aggravated assault in a different relationship, but I remember a little bit from the morbid episode like they, they said yeah he just completely avoided his daughter and then just boom left so I mean honestly she's better off considering um, he's a weepy voice killer and I'm gonna I, we've got a clip to play for you later so don't worry you'll get to see how hear how nasty this man is sounding it's disgusting Maybe. I've got a lot of drool in my mouth tonight so if you hear a lot of slurp noises <laughs> I haven't had like soda in a couple days <laughs> and I've been having a really gnarly headache, so I think it's a caffeine headache because I don't drink soda a lot. Like, I've been re doing really good with water this this pregnancy, but, like, my God, I'm like, my head has been killing me, and I slept on my net wrong because I woke up the other night, and I'm pretty sure I was, like, trying to fight someone in my sleep. Because mm, I woke up, like, my, my arm muscles are sore, and your girl doesn't work out. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I obviously can't lift heavy things except my son, and that's few and far between. So I'm like... I really think I was like physically fighting mm. because my pillows were everywhere, my dogs were on the floor, so I'm like, I don't know why I'm so sore, but my body hurts. <laughs> I was fighting someone in my dreams. Anyways, so this, we're gonna, um, yeah, that's his uh, youth and adult adolescence, I don't know. So we're going to jump to his first assault, which yeah. took place on New Year's Eve, 1980. Hey that's the year someone was born. Oh wait, no, you wouldn't have been born yet. You were born at the end of 1980. That's true. I was thinking, yep. Oh, she done. wasn't even. I was. A okay, we tiny. were both wrong. Me and me and Kelly had this experience. <laughs> like one time. I'm still swimming. I'm still a little swimmer. <laughs> okay, now that we're fast, man. I'm here, aren't I? <laughs> Oh my god, no, it's New Year's Eve 1980. You would have been a month old. You know what, guys? You know what? Yeah, We're not here we for know, math lessons. All we know is it was New Year's Eve 1980. Yes. <laughs> not 1979. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, we move on to university student um, Karen Potak um, had just arrived in St. Paul, Minnesota to celebrate a party at a party with her sisters. Karen ended up leaving the party after midnight and is said to have wandered around the city very inebriated. I'm not exactly sure her age. Um, I think she was in college, so in like early 20s would be my guess. I don't know for sure. I'm surprised I don't have that in here. I'm usually pretty good about, I don't have any ages. Great. So anyways, I failed my mission. Um, so anyways, so she's wandering the city. Um, three hours later, place, 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 
Police received a phone call. What the <laughs> hell just happened to my... Okay. Police received a phone call from a man wanting a squad to be sent up to Pierce Butler Road at the Malberg Manufacturing Company machine shop because there was a girl hurt there. So upon arrival, the officers find Karen's naked body in the snow near a bank in um, near the railroad tracks. I put trigger. Okay, yeah, this is a trigger warning. This gets a little graphic. I think this is more of a better way to attack. Um, okay, I'm fine. She had been beaten to the point in which her skull had cracked, uh, and I think it said parts of her brain was like visible. Oh, I think gosh. is what I heard um, in a couple other sources, and then listening to the morbid but yeah so so she's beaten um obviously had been sexually assaulted but she survived her attack holy toledo yep um, but unfortunately she had to recover from brain trauma because some of her brain was up oh, see there it is her some of her brain was exposed from the attack she couldn't re recall the assault due to the severity of her injury so she went on to have just her life completely changed in that night because of the brutality of her attack but she fucking survived just like, huh, Karen, I hope you're living your best life. Yeah. Um, so a few months go by. So that was New Year's Eve, 1980. Shauna may or may not be alive. We don't really we know. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, police once again receive a call from the same man claiming to have stabbed somebody with an ice pick. So which, the dude call, a dude called this in and then another dude. The same, same dude. The same dude calls in and it, um, oh my gosh. Okay. This is, uh, oof. It was said she was stabbed 61 times with an ice pick. Oh my God. The body of Kimberly Compton was found shortly after near an unfinished freeway, and she had been stabbed with an ice pick, just as the caller had said. Um, I don't think the weapon was there, but just the types of blows that were on her body, it indicated that it was from an ice pick. Um, the police then, okay, so this is his second phone call. They dubbed him the Weepy Voice Killer because of his whiny, crying, stupid, dumbass fucking voice he used every time he called his murders and attacks in. That's exactly the way they described it. Yes. <laughs> Verbatim from the um, police reports. <laughs> I got a little heated when I was typing I these it. notes. I loved every moment. <laughs> every adjective you threw in there, I loved it. <laughs> okay. So... St. Paul Police Department Sergeant uh, Joe Corcoran. Yep. Said Corcoran? Sorry. Cochran. <laughs> sorry, Sergeant Joe. Sergeant Joe. Sergeant Joe. <laughs> Damn it. I'm not saying it again. I can't say it right now. He said, quote, It's very unusual to use an ice pick to kill somebody. When, they call, when the call came in, the police initially thought it was a prank phone call. And one, de one detail uh, from the put form. Good job. From the recording stood out, however, the caller confessed that he had, quote, just stabbed somebody with an ice pick. Okay, this is where I said I wanted to play the clip of the grossness. I've never heard this before, guys. Yeah, so, so I'm going to just, I'm going to play it over here, so I hope it's not too loud and, like, grainy, but we'll see. Yeah, so that's him talking about Kimberly Compton. I don't know if he could hear that super clear, but he's like, I killed Kimberly Compton. I just can't stop killing people. I keep getting drunk. Is that what he said? He keeps, he keeps, getting, drunk. He keeps getting drunk and killing I'll people. Kill I'll try not to kill another person, Ethan. I'll try not to do it. <laughs> Nephew just walked by. But yeah, his voice, and he gets like more shrill in other video clips. I don't know. They're, like that was just... A minute and a half. There was there was more. That was obviously not a minute and a half. We can play more later if you really want to hear more of this nasty, yeah. gross. Yes, we do. Because we're dark and just yeah, like people. <laughs> okay, level time for just a moment. Like people always talk about like oh, they have this video or this um, f uh, recording or this um, oh script whatever they like. The I always go back to the toy box killer and that's. I don't know if we'll ever, I don't think we'll ever cover him because a lot of people have and it's a, it's a lot. Okay. And, but he would play a recording for, um, before Ooh. each, are you enjoying us? 
No, I'm just putting random cereal stuff in the in here. I hate you so much. <laughs> I hate him. Hey, Heath. Heath, say hi. Hi. There you go. That's my boy. That's my almost 18-year-old <laughs> nephew. Yep. Then I'll have two of them, and that makes me want to throw up. But anyways, um, but yeah, the toy box killer, he would play these recording he recordings for each person that he would kill, and it, oh, it's just, but I, but I read the whole transcript, and that's like, it's like a, almost an hour long, uh, tape recording, and, uh, Morbid did an excellent job of covering that, so I probably, I try not to cover things they cover, but I never had the notes Whatever, on this, it's gonna so. happen, when we're doing a true crime podcast, yeah, yeah. there's gonna be podcasts that do some of the same people, it is what it is, mm. and it's fun, and it's cool, and it's okay. <laughs> so, for, in my notes, I put, play clip of his shitty, nasty, whiny voice. <laughs> I love it. So. Um, Sergeant Corcoran said, <laughs> I snotted, I snotted all down my face, God damn it, <laughs> oh my god, he said, quote, only the killer would have known that he used the ice pick because we did not share that information with the media, mm -hmm. unquote, so in hopes to match the voice, they listened to a previous record of phone calls at the station, they discovered a similarity from New Year's Day, 1981, so you were alive, at 3 a.m., when someone called in with the same nasty, weepy voice, begging for assistance. So this is a yearly thing for him? Um, <laughs> well, it's, oh no, that was, it was just a few months later when. Oh, okay, sorry, yeah. no, because it was New Year's Eve, 1980, 1981's the next day, so yep. I'm get it together. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, police did release a portion of the phone call to the media in hopes of someone recognizing his disgusting, whiny voice. That was actually what they wrote. Um, <laughs> none of that's true, guys. We're just saying, he, you heard it. Yeah, and if you didn't hear it, um, you can go on. You can just go on to YouTube and listen to it if you really want to. And it's just themed the okay. voice Yeah, voice? Okay. it's funny that you say that, but he, it would <laughs> it would be a year that would go by before he struck again. Oh, so nice. he killed the two, or brutally attacked Karen, and then ends up killing Kimberly Compton. So some time passes, fourteen months to be exactly, because I pulled this from a, I uh, I used two different sources. Um, so, um, another woman, her name is Barbara, is it Simons? Shit. Because I think on, on one of them, it was mistyped and it said Simons and another one said Simmons. So, um, we're going to call her Barbara. Okay. She was found in the Minneapolis River and she had been stabbed to death. She had been discovered by a paper boy on his route. She was a 40-year-old nurse. She was beaten and stabbed. The wounds on the body were circular. They could have been made with a Phillips screwdriver or, or, or an ice pick. <laughs> Good Lord. Was it, what was the movie with, um, why can't I think of her basic instinct? And she killed with the ice pick, right? I think so. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Her and her showing her vagina to yes. the world. Hot. Mm -hmm. Anyways, um, Minneapolis Police Department uh, Detective Don Brown reported um, that the, uh, about the wounds being circular, that it could have been with a Phillips screwdriver or an ice pick. I'm like, honestly, I think I would pick an ice pick to get stabbed with because I feel like it would go faster. A screwdriver? To get stabbed with? Yeah. I mean, if out of those two options. Right. Like, a screwdriver's almost not exactly sharp. That's true. Ugh. So. I don't know. I don't know. I think, but I think an ice pick isn't so much being sharp. It's just, well, I mean, there's going to be a blade to be able to chip at it. But right. Like, I don't know. I don't know how much of a difference between a screwdriver and an ice pick there really is, to be totally honest. Exactly. <laughs> Two days after. I just use an ice tray. <laughs> Come here. I'm going to stab you with a spoon right now. I'm going to beat you with this plastic. <laughs> This is why we're not serial killers, because we would fail. And uh, guilt. <laughs> guilt. Uh, two days after Barbara's found, the dumb fuck <laughs> mm -hmm. calls saying he was sorry for stabbing her and claimed to have been responsible for Kimberly Compton's murder and that he would never make it to heaven. I was like, no, because heaven is a place for good humans and animals, not you, fucker. That's right. Like, ugh. Uh, uh. And I think that may have been, I don't know if that was the clip that we listened to, but... So... Uh, okay, so now we're moving on. Profiler Kimbler, Kimberly Masnick said the killer was going into a juvenile state, that he was crying out, and that's why he was making these 911 calls. She said this is somebody who's wanting to play a cat and mouse game. I believe that. 1,000%. Mm -hmm. So now we're going on to our, um, we're getting close to where he's going to be getting caught. So a waitress from a local bar ended up identifying Paul 
as the person who had um, who had been seen with Simons before her death. Barbara. I have Simons on here, and I think that's actually the right name. Um, Simon said to her co-worker, he's cute. I hope he's nice since he's giving me a ride home. He's not cute. He's Simon gross. Simon said the wrong thing. Nay, nay. <laughs> she, okay. Police soon <laughs> discovered that he had been fired from his job at the Malberg Manufacturing Plant in 19, March of 1977, three years before Karen Potak was, or no, not Potak, yeah, Potak had, um, was found murdered at the same location. Um, no. Potak. She wasn't murdered. She was attacked. That's in... I Okay, fix that. That's where she was attacked on um, New Year's Day. The one with the brain? Yeah, okay. that her brain was exposed. So despite monitoring, monitoring <coughs> in 1982, um, Paul went, at, went out and he met a prostitute named Denise Williams. And um, he took her back to his apartment. They had sex. He offers to drive Denise back to her, uh, the district where she worked at, and she accepted. However, instead of taking her back, he took her to a dark road, claiming it to be a shortcut. So, Denise ain't stupid. Okay, good. This is a badass bitch, and she does not die. Okay. Um, she was suspicious, um, saw a glass bottle on the ground, because his car obviously wasn't going to be clean and pretty, and planned on using it to defend herself if things went south. So she's looking around, seeing what, okay, she's just smart. She's smart. paying attention to her surroundings, mm -hmm. which that's exactly what she should have done. I mean, I, I want to say she was only like 20, but I could be wrong. Um, so they went, or no, they reached the end of the road, and Paul stabbed her in the stomach 15 times with mm -hmm. a screwdriver. She hit him with the bottle, which caused severe wounds to his head. Good. She opened the door, but he continued to stab her several more times, and she screamed, and someone heard her, and confronted Paul, who fled the scene. So, I remember. So I remember, like she, like she, they're like fighting as she's like trying to get out of this mm -hmm. car, and he wasn't familiar with this area that he ended up taking her to. And this, I'm, this is what I remember from listening to Morbid, and this neighbor or some guy woke up, and to at first screaming. to her screaming, mm -hmm. and at first he thought, okay, at first it, he thought it was, I think it was cats or something, like fighting. But then he, he like, kind of rolled over in bed, and then he heard her again saying, get the, get away from me or let me go or something to that effect. Like, heard words instead of just screams. Mm -hmm. And he ended up going outside, Thank finding... You, yeah, um, I think he gets named in this next part of my notes. But um, I'm not 100% sure. But, yeah, so he... But, yeah, he's the reason she and Denise ended up getting... And he, like, I think he'll... Because I, I don't know if some of her clothes that got ripped off or something but he like just like wrapped her I think he gave her like a blanket or something to wrap her up until the police got there if I remember correctly just from the morbid episode that covered this but so he so he flees the scene after Denise gets out of the car and crawls to this you know um save your neighbor and then uh of course uh fucking Paul ends up calling 911 about his head injuries and they immediately recognized his voice, and um, another call had came in because they the dude had all the I keep saying neighbor, but it's not her neighbor, but <laughs> I just feel like that's a proper term because he um, he had called about Denise being attacked. So um, when he made the phone call for 911 to come save Denise, and then he drove uh, Paul drove off. The guy who saved her. She's like, I hit a guy in the head, and then I, she's like, I think I caused damage, but I don't know. I fucking stabbed yeah, 15 times. Yeah. But yeah, so the guy who called 911 to help Denise tells them that. So when he calls in, I got, he's like, I got beat up at a bar, and I'm bleeding really badly. Well, that, it didn't add up. Right. So she ends up bring, being brought in after she goes to the hospital, makes sure she's okay. She um, identifies his mug shots, confirming he was, in fact, her attacker, Paul. Because, um, yeah, I think he had, like, cuts. I think he was back behind his ear and, like, down his neck a little bit. She did damage. Good job. So, when first caught, he claimed he was the victim of robbery. And I put insert eye roll here. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, when Detective Brown showed pictures of the victims, he got... Paul got up from his seat and said, you're not going to pin those on me. Oh. Yeah, just casual, you know. You're not going to pin those on me. Mm -hmm. 
Like, you get up and... We aren't. Yep. Tell you, septic. His voice then changed. It went high-pitched, and it was immediately the same voice as the voice heard on the recording. Yeah, I could have pinned those on me. That's all I can think about. Yeah, I could do that. Makes me think of the one guy from... What is it? Is it I Love You? I Love You, Man? Mm-hmm. When he's trying to find mm-hmm. the... F- the lifting the weights. Get out you got! <laughs> get out you got! That's <laughs> yeah. exactly what it made me think of. You're not going to pin those on me. Oh, sorry. Okay. He was then charged with the assault of Denise and the murder of Barbara. Um, he, pl- he of course, you know, pleads not guilty because cause he's totally not. It's just right. little innocent little... He's on a stand. I should have um, <laughs> so Ron, Ron Foley, I don't know if I typed that right, Ron, I bet it's Ron Foley and I just mistyped, from Ramsey County Attorney's Office said, we believe that Paul, Stef- Stephanie, that was Stephanie or Stephanie, I really, it's really bothering me, um, had killed Kimberly Compton and assaulted Karen Potak, but we didn't have the evidence. During the trial, they couldn't link him to the murders committed by the weepy voice killer, despite his sister confirming it, it was indeed his voice when she heard this, the tapes. She heard it on TV, and she called the police. She's just like, that's my brother's voice. Oh, my gosh. Like, I'm Good like, job, sister. I'm like, I sat there, and I thought a lot about that, because I'm like, obviously, I have two brothers. Right. I'm like, if I, could, if I heard, like, one of their voices as, oh, that would take a lot to, like, decide, like, that's my brother. Um, so he ends up getting convicted on both counts of the... Um, Attack on Denise and murder of Barbara, um, and was sentenced to 18 years for the attack and then 40 years for Simon's murder. So a total of 58 years. So I know that's not a lot and it's not what we want, but wait, it gets better. So later on in life, um, Paul ends up, um, you know, karma has a way of finding their way to these people sometimes in the best way. He ends up getting diagnosed with skin cancer and finally confessed only to be promised to receive a picture of his mother's headstone. He wanted a picture of her grave. Okay. I'm like, okay. And I remember Ash and Elena talking about that, and they're just like, not a picture of her, but her grave. Yeah, like, it's a little yeah. morbid. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wish you should have seen her face. <laughs> <laughs> just wait until, until you we decide to record our faces if we ever do that because I'm like I'm having <laughs> having a real hard time coming to terms with that but uh, um, he admitted so you know he's dying of, or he's not dying but he's got just diagnosed with skin cancer um, he wants this picture of his mother's headstone and there's actually a picture of it that he received um, he did fully admit to killing Kimberly Compton and attacking and attempting to murder Karen Potek and then there was actually a third victim that was an unsolved drowning victim. Her name was Kathy Greening. Um, and she she was the only person he didn't call um, 911 for and do the weepy voice with her. He just killed her. Um, investigators found Greening's address book included the name Paul S. and had a telephone number, which um, did ultimately belong to Paul. In Greening's murder, they said he drowned her in her own bathtub in her own home and was the only victim he didn't call 911 for. He offered no insight to his motivation behind um, killing these women and attacking uh, Denise and Karen, Um, but he said a voice inside his head told him that, Paul, it's time to kill. I wonder if it was like, Paul, it's time to kill! (laughs) 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 You know what the... Oh, that makes me think of, uh, is it llamas and hats? Carl, that kills people. Oh, I stabbed him 37 times in the chest. Um, okay, throwing it back to my childhood. So he also said that after one of the murders, he supposedly went to a Catholic church, sat in the back pew, and cried. And I was like, I don't believe that for a damn second. This dumb fuck said, Mother always told me if something hurts you, go to God. I was like, well, you hurt so many fucking people, not even God would want you, pal. Right. So, on a bright note, so these attacks happened, okay, so it was from 1980 to 1982 that he did these three murders and then two attacks, I believe. Yeah. Um, so, we jump now to June 12th, 1988. 1998, sorry. Okay. 1998. He dies of cancer in the prison infirmary. Good. After, so he would have been in there 
1992, or 82, so he'd have been in there 16 years, give or take. So, I mean, not long enough, but I mean, he played his... At least his he was now killing more people in crime. Exactly, cool. and making these awful, nasty sounds. Mm -hmm. So, that is the... The The weepy voice killer. Gross. Go listen to more of his, um, sound bites or whatever. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was that one that we played is really... Calm down. Calm down. She's like trying to get him to talk. Like, just shut up and tell me where you're at so we can come arrest you. He, I stabbed her 40 times. I'm like, ah! God bless it. So yeah, you can go find him anywhere on the internet and you'll see his stupid face when we post him. So, yeah. Um, that is, ugh, Paul, whatever. I think it's Steph Stephanie. Stop, Stephani? I don't know. I'm... I'm <laughs> really struggling with that right now. It's all right. Paul gross nastiness. But Shauna, Shauna, take us down a hole of rabbits. Okay. Rabbit hole. This one's a little, um, this is lighthearted, guys. This is, this is kind of fun. It's not um, all weepy and sad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Snot? Snot. I'm fine. Boogers. Boogers. I got this from Ranker. So, the world's oldest living people share... How they've oh. managed to live so freaking long. And I'm going to word it, word it. Nope, I'm going to read it verbatim. So. I like that you said that and you're wearing your fog hat and it sounded like you said ribbit. 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 Hey. Oh, man. Have you ever asked yourself, how do the world's oldest people live so long? Well, if you have, you've come to the right place. If you haven't, you're about to learn some stuff anyway. We're going to learn you a thing or two. Okay, here we go. Mm -hmm. All right. While the lifespans of people seem pretty short in the grand scheme of things, we've compiled a list of sentences. <laughs> you're doing great. Sentences. Centenarians and supercentenarians who revealed their varied secrets to longevity and some of whom were, at one point, the oldest living people in the world. Pew, 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 pew. Hello. While much of their luck can be attributed to good genes, some who have reached the 100-plus mark don't engage in the kind of clean living, quote-unquote, you might expect. Would you believe some of the folks on our list partook in drinking, smoking, and eating things like bacon their entire lives? Well, Sean's like things, thrilled. I'm fucking living forever, it's fine. While these things may not seem necessarily related to living a long life, these centenarians will happily tell you otherwise. So, Alita Victoria Gruba Rudge. Mm -hmm. Okay, I like Alita, that's pretty. It's pretty, A-L-I-D-A. Or Alida. Okay. Either one is pretty, Alita, Alida. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 113. Holy shit. Kept active with brain teasers. Huh. So, so she, she was married. She her long life to keeping her mind sharp. She played cards and other brain teasers regularly to keep her on her toes. She was born in Jaragua, J-A-R-A-G-U-A, Do Sol, Santa Catarina, Brazil. She was born in Brazil. Great. Uh, we have Brazilian listeners. Uh, <laughs> in 1903, and also said her secret was to go to the doctor regularly have a healthy diet, no fried fruits, foods, and fruits. sweets. Mm -hmm. Fruits. No fruits. fruits. And drink a glass of dry wine before meals. Hmm. Emma Morano was born 1899, which made her the very last verifiable living person born in the 19th century. She passed in April of 2017. She attributed her long life to genetics and her diet, which included three eggs a day, two were raw, um, the Rubania, Italy resident, ate eggs and biscuits after being declared anemic by a doctor during World War One. According to Carla Bava, one of her doctors, when I met her, okay, 
one of her, so Carlo Baba, excuse me, was one of her doctors. When I met her, she ate three eggs per day, two raw in the morning and one, and then an omelet at noon and chicken at dinner. She also ended an abusive relationship in 1938 and said, I didn't want to be dominated by anyone. She never married again. She was 39 when she got divorced. Wow. My little lady. Yeah. Abuse. I can't imagine eating a raw egg, though. I'm like, Two. Yeah. I remember in the 80s, that was a big thing if you were, like, into, like, I thought it was, like, a fitness lady. thing. Yeah. <laughs> my dad and my brother used to do all oh, the time. Oh, they what is that movie? And then he makes, like, he puts, like, six of them in a cup and he drinks them and he's like, oh. Yeah. Wait, does, I think Napoleon Dynamite mm -hmm. does that. Mm -hmm. I think that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> Gosh! We were eating tater tots before this started and I totally just remembered that. I hate them all. Okay. Give me all your tots. <laughs> no, find your own. Susanna Machat Jones lived to be 116 oh and was also a bacon aficionado. This is Shauna. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she lived simply. In her younger years, she ended up partaking smoking or alcohol. Well, maybe with Tony, sorry. <laughs> when alive, she attributed her longevity to staying single most of her life. Again, not me. <laughs> However, she loved to indulge in lace lingerie from Bloomingdale's and startled her doctors from time to time by wearing it to her appointments. Oh my god. Isn't that the cutest? This little lady lingerie. Hey, Jack. I just think it's adorable. <laughs> I'm ready for my colonoscopy. <laughs> you don't need a menopause that. <laughs> I think it's so cute. Good for her. Staying single and whatever. And then she just gets dressed up in her fancy lingerie. Alright. Scotswoman Jessie Gallen, who passed at 109 in 2015 said men were to be avoided, telling <laughs> them just more trouble than they're worth. She also said that she made sure she got plenty of exercise and ate a nice warm bowl of porridge every morning. Huh. Jan Kalmet, okay, smoked, drank, and lived to be 122. Holy crap. Francis G, or maybe it's, I keep saying Jan, but maybe it's Jean, J-E-A-N-N-E, -N -N -E, Kalmet, lived to be 122 years and 164 days old. Holy crap. Yeah. So she was almost 123. Hers She's is the longest confirmed human lifespan on record. She ascribed mm. her longevity and relatively youthful appearance to a diet rich in olive oil, which she used on her skin. Okay. She drank port wine every day and <sighs> ate nearly one kilogram of chocolate every week. Ugh. I don't know how much a kilogram she smoked cigarettes from the age of 21 to 117. Jean, or Jean, had no real health issues and was active throughout her life. like two pounds of chocolate. 2.2 pounds of chocolate. That's a lot of chocolate. I like chocolate, but not that much. Every week. So, I mean, okay. that makes sense. Okay, two. Oh, I, okay. okay. She took up fencing at age 85 in 1960 and rode her bike until she turned 100. She lived on her own until she turned 110. Holy After crap. starting a small fire in her house, she was moved to a nursing home where she passed in 1997. I was alive. Okay, so for six weeks, this next person, Emiliano Mercado del Toro, beautiful, was the world's oldest person, and from 2004 until his passing in 2007, he was the world's oldest man. He was also, for a time, the oldest living military veteran in the U.S. Aww. His secret to a long, healthy life, a sense of humor, love of women, and feng shui. Feng shui. Is that it? It's probably feng shui. F-E-N-G. Nope. F-U-N-C-H-E. Funchy. <laughs> Sound like a scrunchie? A Puerto Rican dish made with cornmeal and codfish. Okay. Well, there we go. Okay. It's not feng shui. No. <laughs> I kept reading. I'm sorry. Mercado never married but had three serious relationships during his lifetime. He was also a huge fan of Puerto Rican entertainer Iris Chacon. I love the name Iris. Okay. Agnes Fenton, at age 112, credited her life, long, her long life, sorry. Life. Long. To something, here we go, Nicole, this one's for you. Oh, boy. To something a little harder than Dr. Pepper. Oh, okay, so she oh. credited her life, her long life, to something a little harder than Dr. Pepper. She was a fan of High Life, Miller High Life, that is. I'm sorry, I thought it was just about Dr. Pepper. I Sad. It's There's fine. a lady who's brought that up. I think it's in here. So Sweet. 
After a scare following a benign tumor somewhere in the last century, literally, huh? the doctor advised her to drink three beers a day. So, for the last 70 years of her life, that's what she did, coupling her quote-unquote medicine with a shot of scotch each time. In the few years before she passed, caregivers forbid her from drinking. But when asked if they would let her enjoy a shot on her birthday, Fenton answered like a true 110-year-old boss. They better didn't pass in <laughs> August of 2017. Oh, wow. <laughs> Nabi Tahima, or Tajima, was the oldest person in the world until April of 2018. The Japanese woman lived in Kikai, K-I-K-A-I, Kagoshima Prefecture, Excuse me, I'm sorry. And Japanese listeners, help us out. And had never spoken publicly about her longevity. However, experts said her diet, which consisted of ramen noodles mm. and rice mackerel sushi, was partially responsible. She also had plenty of family surrounding her with a total of 160 descendants. Holy shit. Yeah. All right. Texan Pearl Cantrell lived to be 105, ate bacon every day, and said it was the secret to her long life. I love bacon. Eat it every day. It's got to be crispy. I don't feel as old as I am. That's all I can say. I love her. <laughs> Cantrell became a bit of a spokesperson for Oscar Meyer, who gave her a lifetime supply of bacon Aww. and took her for a ride through her hometown of Richland Spring, Texas. In, in, in the Wiener Mobile. I was like, is that the Wiener Mobile? Yeah. Fuck yeah. That was so much fun riding in the Wiener Mobile, she said. And, I, and getting all the bacon. I love that. <laughs> okay, so oh my gosh, that's so cute. Texas Rangers fan Elizabeth Sullivan passed in her sleep at 106. Wow. Before she passed, she attributed her longevity to one particular doctor, Dr. Pepper. Yeah, <laughs> my girl. <laughs> the Fort Worth resident fell I'll in love with that. Dr. Pepper when she was in her 60s and drank three cans a day up to her passing. Okay, that's amateur. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You're not 60 yet, so if you can still handle it at 60, three cans a day. All right. She said of the soft drink, people try to give me coffee for breakfast. Well, I'd rather have a Dr. Pepper. Amen, the sister. The sees me says they'll kill you, but they die, and I don't, so there must be a mistake somewhere. <laughs> she don't love your doctors. My girl. Her yes. other secret to a living long life, um, her other secret to living a long life was a little more obvious. I was, it. Oh my gosh, find your fucking eyes. <laughs> her thing was just to keep living. That's it. That was her key Aww. to her life. Alright, let's living see. And drink so Dr. here's Pepper. a deuter. A deuterino? I'm just kidding, it's not a deuter. It's not a chica. So this person was a smoker. Batuli? B-A-T-U-L-I? Oh, Batuli. I'm just going to stick with that because I'm... I, I can't. Can't with the last name. It starts with an L. Okay. <laughs> Batuliol. She's been uh, smoking since she was 17, almost a century. Now the 115-year-old woman claims cigarettes have helped her stay alive. Um, I've been smoking for over 95 years. There's nothing wrong with smoking, she says. Hey, we don't agree. Just letting you know, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> smoking is cancer. Okay. Except apparently for this one Except particular this human. But truly person. Unless you have a name that can be pronounced. Then. You're set. You are Smoke it up. I mean, do what you want to do. It is what it is. All right. So she says, born in March of 1903, she still smokes a pack and a half a day, but avoids commercially made cigarettes. There's her secret. Okay. She does, however, smoke betis, which is tobacco wrapped in tendu leaf. Betis, betis. Give the last. <laughs> so, no one wants to be defeat. So Batuli believes the secret to a long, happy life is not to give in to stress. Hey. <laughs> I'm going to die tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Bye, guys. I'm dead. I'm dead as I say this. <laughs> People of this modern age have too much stress, and those who do not work or are idle in their old age won't live long. So you have to be active and stress-free. Dear God, where oh, do I go live? <laughs> Clara Meadmore passed at 108 in 2011. She was known as Britain's oldest virgin and often attributed her longevity to abstinence. Clara saw sex as a lot of hassle. <laughs> I mean, she's not to be wrong. Too busy for intimate relationships. She abstained <laughs> to, to instead focus on making a living. The retired secretary said she'd never had an interest in settling down and instead filled her free time with other more 
utili utilitarian hobbies. Wow. And there you go. There's Can't the, relate. <laughs> there's the first list. There's more, but there, there you have it. Yeah, that's why I love that Dr. Pepper lady. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, I've, I've read about her before. Like, I swear, that I thought there were several more women that were like, stay away from men, which I just thought it was so <laughs> hilarious. Like, don't even bother to stay away. <laughs> um. Because there was a lady, well, my my great-grandma was 101 when she passed away. Incredible. And we, I can't remember, she told us, she's like, I just want to sleep. That's all I want to do is sleep. I'll never forget, I think it was her 80th birthday. I can vaguely remember it. I was pretty young. Um, she had been gone for quite a few years now, but she got a, it was, she was an itty-bitty tiny woman, but she would also was the grandma who would come out on the porch with the shotgun if she thought something was going on or mm -hmm. there was an animal. Pretty sure she shot deer off her porch, if I'm correct. Um, I'm pretty sure my dad's told me about that. But she, at her, I remember her 80th birthday, I don't know how this is stuck in my brain, but she got um, a full length t-shirt, like I said, she was maybe five foot tall. And this thing was a dress on her, but it had a bikini on it. And she lived in Arizona and she's just like, oh my God, I'm gonna wear this everywhere. I love her, I wish I Oh, her. Emily, yeah, it was my great grandma, <laughs> Emily. And it's so funny because in high school when like people wouldn't remember my name, Emily was always the name they would go to and I'm like, huh, okay. Just, and Aww. I was like, oh, that's my, huh. another thing about my great grandma, Emily, because she passed away in, it was Easter years and years and years ago and we ended up, they ended up having her cremated and she, um, my, my cousin had to. Um, who brought her from Arizona back to Wisconsin to be buried next to my great-grandpa. Um, yeah, like I said, she was cremated. So when I told everybody, oh, they're like, what are you doing this summer? I'm like, oh, I'm going to my great-grandma's funeral. And they're like, are you going to kill her? Like, it's like, no, no, I'm not. She's been dead for months and she was cremated. But um, when I, so that was before I was, I think, I think it was in junior high. So in high school, I got into journalism, I think my junior year. I think I was a junior. I don't think I could do it sophomore year. But my junior year, they, my um, journalism teacher, who is my absolute favorite teacher of all time, she shows us a picture of, or a newspaper clipping of what not to do for newspaper writing. And their, um, our local paper here in our little hometown had a cooking time. Mm -hmm. And it was just it was just a different recipe and they'd like tell the origin of why they picked this recipe Well right next to it was cooking time obituaries and I'm like she's like this is bad placement for a newspaper <laughs> So I'm of course, you know, I'm a junior and I'm reading this and I was like, oh my god, that's my great-grandma's Obituary <laughs> it was my great-grandma Emily cooking time obituaries and I'm like well, I mean She was cremated so I guess it wasn't like that inaccurate <laughs> I will never ever forget that and to this day because she ended up retiring but she went back to be a teacher and I will never ever forget that that I was like that's my great grandma's obituary from, was, from Arizona but so uh, but yeah that's just so um what do you guys think your secrets to uh, longevity is I don't know we have a we have a couple of like I don't want to say like older listeners but like most some of our following is like 30 to 40s. I'm not, I'm, I'm not on the, that scale of the hundreds by any stretch right. of the imagination yet. And hopefully I will, I will Wish be I able to being a, a type one diabetic and stuff. But like, yeah. I think I like what some of those people had like to, that one girl that I couldn't spit out at all, but, but totally. to live life. Yeah. Just live your life. Like I think happiness and I think like, okay. So with this, crazy pandemic. Ugh. My husband and I were talking a little bit about this last night because we were watching, it doesn't matter. So, <laughs> I was just going to go on a crazy long ramble. <coughs> it's, 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 it's what we do. Without, it could be stated without any of that. You know, I will wear my mask. Um, and yes, you know, here in Kansas, at least this part of Kansas, uh, you know, they're not, you don't have to wear your mask everywhere. I still choose to. Yep. Um, and yes, because I'm diabetic and I have a son who has alopecia. So I, you know, I, I would rather be safe than sorry. Same. And if possibly I have something and I'm not aware and maybe somebody has a weekend or some, I don't know, I yeah. don't want to pass it. So I would, I, I don't have an issue with it. And, and, and for those who don't wear masks, fine. Don't wear your masks. That, I don't, sometimes, whatever. Yeah. Sometimes I don't just cause 
here lately it's just fucking nausea. Yeah. Wearing my mask and breathing in my own breath because my breath ain't always fucking rainbows and sunshines. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. But you know what's really awful is brushing my goddamn teeth in oh, the morning. The and I don't even I don't even get to my back teeth. I start with my front teeth and I go work work slowly to the back. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter. My tooth it's like oh. Maybe start in the back. No, tried that. Okay, because literally I, almost threw up I in my sink. I, I will like sit down and pee while I'm brushing my teeth, and I just kind of chew on my brush from the back of my mouth. Mm -mm. No. Nope. Okay, but my point was. Anyways, masks. And um, I still would hug, and people oh, might have been yeah. in shock or whatever about that, especially when this was first going down. Mm -hmm. um, we are huggers. I can't. Through and that's, through. That's that's my love language. I, I it's touching. I have to touch. I have I have to. I have to hug, I have to touch you. And, um, to you. so, whatever. You yeah. Know, like, I, 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 I wash I, my hands, we use sanitizer. Mm -hmm. to, to, to be happy and to be able to live my life, I will touch you, I will hug you. Yeah. I have, I have to have that kind of connection. That's, that's like so. my third. Because I, I think we all touch a little bit on all of them, except gift giving. I absolutely. Gift giving does not bring me. I mean, it's cool. Cool, you got me something. That's really sweet. No, but you like to give gifts. Oh yeah, I'm definitely a giver for yes. sure. Um, but no, mine is words of affirmation. Just mm -hmm. tell me that I'm not shitty. I shit you not. I have. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, at work, I have a folder in my email that says reminders that I don't suck. And every good email that I've gotten over the course of the two years at this, the job that I have. I put all of them in there to remind myself, hey, you don't suck, and you are doing a good job at what you do. And I actually just got, um, there's this one lady that I just really bonded with here recently. Oh, cat popped up here, and I'm like, there's no fucking cats here. Sorry. <laughs> okay, sorry. It's <laughs> the ghost of Steimers. He's here. Hi. Oh, um, but yeah, she um, gave me a really raving review, and it just, it warmed my whole soul and then I forwarded it to my my director and Aww. she's just like she's like I absolutely agree with that 1000% Nicole and I ended up we get these things fun points at work and stuff and it's cool but um I yeah I'm like I'm super emotional <laughs> I'm already emotional without being pregnant so it's like enhanced to the mm -hmm. degree so it was just it was really nice to hear that but yeah yeah no I'm I physical touch I definitely hugging is a big thing for me mm -hmm. I love to hug people like I finally got to work with Kelly yesterday yes. for the first hey guys, for Kelly, over a month the original podcast the, the OG, OG. <laughs> she's like she's like um so I talked to Kelly and this is obviously episode 40 that we're doing right now um but I told her I'm like you need to come back it's been a, it's been forever we've talked about it so in March for episode number 50 Kelly is going to come back whether I have to hold her down <laughs> in her chair, <laughs> she no, is, she no, to. no, she was like, oh my god, absolutely, yes, um, so she's like, and she does, she still tunes into the, she's like, I pick and choose, she's like, I won't lie, I don't listen to every episode, and I'm like, honestly, I stopped listening to our own episodes, too, um, but, because it was just kind of fun to listen to, and now I'm just like, no, I'll just leave it be, because I'm like, I know what I said, and I know what I sound like, and half the time I don't like what I, I may listen to this one, because I'll be like, who's that sexy yeah, thing? Hi, this is Nicole. As my voice is like sort of cleared up, but then again, I'm like, no, I still sound like I smoke. Um, but yeah, so Kelly is going to come. So 10 episodes from now, and I think I've pegged that around, it's like the March 18th or something like that. It's the week of spring break, but it'll be recorded beforehand because I'm actually going to be going out of town that week, but yeah, so Kelly's going to come back and join Very us for exciting. an episode. So hopefully we'll be able so to, like, bring her in every once in a blue moon. Because, I mean, she did. She's the reason I started this. and She's just the bee's knees. She's an amazing human She is. I love her. Okay, so what's your take on... Sorry to just bounce all over Kelly. Sorry, Kelly, I didn't mean it. I love you. Okay, bye. I will bounce bye, Kelly. you when I see you. We're done with you now. Okay. Um, your, what do you think for longevity? For longevity? Life? Oh, I don't know. I think just... I think it'd probably just like kind of go hand in hand with the love language thing, just talking to people. Mm. And I'm like, it's it's so hard to talk to people. I mean, I'm a naturally loud person for the most part. Oh, but, what? Uh, yeah. That's nah. <laughs> like today. Shauna posted a picture because um, uh, she watches my son for me all the time, and she's gonna watch my new baby for whenever he he yeah, or she hopefully she gets here. Um, we'll find out soon, guys. Um, anyways, but uh, uh, she told my son today. 
because we're having obviously beautiful fucking weather right now and um, pipes freeze and stuff and it's been really frustrating and yeah, so she's... My pipes are frozen in my house. I have no water. It's great. Luckily my parents don't live that far away so um, families stick together mm -hmm. and help each other out. So it's great. But um, she told Arlo that she wasn't feeling great today and he, she's like, you gotta take pictures with me so I feel better and he ended up giving her like a bunch of bunch and bunch and bunch of kisses on his own without being like, give me kisses. Like, yeah. she's like, I just want to take pictures and <laughs> he just kissed her a whole bunch of times and it was really sweet yeah. and He's just, uh, my little boy, he's such an intuitive little dude, and yeah. he keeps calling the baby his baby sister, and I absolutely 100% believe him. Well, today so, when he talked to Uncle D, he said, Did he say brother? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then he said, I want a brother. <laughs> he said that a couple <laughs> times. Uncle goes, what if you have a sister? I call her sister brother. <laughs> I call her sister brother. I'm dead. But, here, but when he's with me, he'll like... And I, like, make an, a face or I get, I'm like, oh, I'm uncomfortable. And he goes, oh, is, is it my baby sister? <laughs> so it's really, I'm, he gets to go with me tomorrow. So I think I'll get to hear the heartbeat. Yeah. And I keep freaking out because I keep having dreams that I w go to this particular appointment and they end up finding two heartbeats. <laughs> and one of them is not mine. So um, we'll uh, see what next week brings you guys because we'll, uh, I'll probably post about it if I'm being totally real. But... Okay, um, uh, if you guys want to talk to us and interact with us, um, our Facebook page is Bloody Babbles Podcast. Our Instagram is Bloody Babbles Podcast. Our Twitter is Bloody Babbles. Um, you can email us at bloodybabblespodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to um, go... Yeah, go vote for Mandy. Yes. Vote for Wildling Wonders Art, and I will have her um, link for that. Um, I, I don't think I put it on Twitter. I, I reshared it on our on my personal Facebook page. And, um, yeah, so we'll be sharing that everywhere because she absolutely deserves to win all the things yes. because I fucking love that woman She's with my amazing. whole butt because it's bigger than my heart. Yep. So, um, until next time, our beautiful drooling Babylonians. <laughs> Babylon! Do you enjoy dark comedy, puns, and laughter? If so, come join two good brothers, John and Patrick, as we discuss some of the craziest ways people die. That's so bizarre, strange, and borderline comical, that'll leave you dumbfounded. You can follow this podcast on all major platforms, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. And make sure to follow us on social media on Instagram at the Pod and on Twitter at TDFDPod. And remember, think ahead, don't be dumbfounded.